0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I love to teach people about everything electric bikes because if you have more knowledge about e-bikes, you're going to make good decisions, you're going to have good bikes, you're going to be able to maintain them, know what to do with them. It just is in everybody's interest if you have more knowledge about electric bikes. So today, I have for you some tips or some ideas about preventing flat tires. This is probably one of the number one discussions I see online from anybody new to electric bikes is how do you prevent flat tires? And there's no totally one best way foolproof solution, but I'm going to go through several different options so you know and you have an informed way to make a decision on what are some things you can do to make your rides more enjoyable and hopefully have less flats. So let's get into another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Probably the first thing I get when people are looking at electric bikes and fat tire bikes in particular, because they wonder, well these tires are so big, they're so fat. Do they actually have tubes? Are they solid? Do they have air? There's a lot of questions about that. So to clear that up, very, very simple fat tires are just like any other bicycle tire, but bigger. Yes, they have air in them, which is typically held in a tube. And it's a bicycle tube, just like anything else. It's just bigger than normal. Now, do fat tire bikes get more flats than others? I feel like we need to do a a scientific test on this and see if we can figure out, do they really get more flats? It kind of makes sense that they could because they're wider. So that's more surface area. So Let's say there's a nail on the road and your tire is twice as wide as a standard mountain bike tire. Does that mean you're twice as likely to hit that nail? Seems logical. So there's a chance. And then the other thing is the pressures are so much different. They are much, much softer than other types of narrower tires. So does less or more pressure help or prevent things from poking through the tube? I don't know the answer to that. I think it would be an interesting experiment. Uh, I've got a video in mind for doing some flat things planned, and we haven't done that yet. So I'm curious to see what the results are. If you are on my YouTube channel or Facebook group or something, leave me a comment. Let me know. What do you think? (laughs) Because I really don't know the answer to that yet. But maybe soon we we will have some more data on that. We'll figure it out. But Since fat tire bikes, which is mostly what we sell, we don't have all fat tire bikes, but more than not, I wanted to make sure that was addressed and you knew that they're just like any other bike tires out there. Now, what causes a flat? I think to prevent flats, we first have to know, why are we getting them in the first place? Because there's different types. And lately around here at the Bolton e-bike shop, thankfully they've been disappearing the last few weeks, but about a month or two ago, it was like every single test ride was picking up. These things that we in Northern California call goat heads, and it's this nasty little thorn, and I guess somebody called it a goat head because if you look at it the right way, it's kind of like the shape of an animal's head with like little horns sticking off, and those thorns are long enough, and they're really, really tough and hard that they'll just go right through a bicycle tire, right through a tube, and not hesitate one bit while doing it. Basically, there's these tiny little low-lying bushes. You wouldn't think anything of it. And if you run these guys over, you could get 10, 20, 30 goat heads in one bush if you hit the wrong one. So lots and lots of punctures from these guys. That's one thing that can cause a flat is any type of thorn or a little pokey thing. And I don't like those goat heads, but I have something that works pretty well for those. second thing is if you're on the road, sometimes there's just a lot of road debris. If you're riding along the shoulder, basically in the middle of the road where the cars are going, all the little bits and pieces of of junk in the road get tossed off to the side. And that's where they stay. So you've got nails and screws and just little staples and bits of wire and all sorts of things. I had a motorcycle several years back. I was riding home one time and a motorcycle has much, much thicker tires than a bicycle. And we'll talk about that in a little bit too. But I had another motorcycle behind me, not somebody new, just happened to be another motorcycle behind me. And I, I started hearing this noise and it was like tick, 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 tick. I was like, man, that that motorcycle behind me sounds terrible. There is something wrong with that engine. That can't be good. It was a windy road. It got on the freeway after that. So I was doing high speeds, got all the way home, no problems whatsoever. Get off the bike. And I hear this Really, really faint, very slow. But I was like, oh no, what is that? Uh, and I look at my rear tire and I see a little piece of metal poking out of the tire. So the noise wasn't the motorcycle behind me. It was actually my tire on my bike. And it was this little piece of metal hitting the road every time the tire went around. And eventually it got pushed in far enough that the noise went away. And thankfully, it was blocking the hole so my tire didn't go flat because that could have been disastrous where I was at. Uh, So even a thick motorcycle tire can have something go through it. And that object wasn't very sharp. I grabbed some pliers to see what it was and try and pull it out. And to my surprise, it was an L-shaped Allen wrench. It was just the very tip, the head of it that was sticking out. I pulled this whole Allen wrench, like you know, three, four inches long, out of a motorcycle tire. So on a bicycle tire that's even softer and thinner you can imagine there's all sorts of things that can poke through and cause a flat as far as just junk on the road that you can hit so number one thorns two is just general road debris and junk number three is something more common to happen on trails and bumps and off-road but it's something called a pinch flat effectively let's have a good hard example you know those Curb like bumper stop things they have in a parking lot. Like they're just they're concrete. Let's say you were riding along in a parking lot and you didn't see one of those and you just hit it head on. Like that would be pretty jarring. You can imagine how much the tire and the tube and everything would compress if you hit one of those that suddenly. The bike would roll over it. You know, you're not going to stop immediately and fly over the handlebars, but it would be a pretty hard hit on the tire. And what that can do is basically squish the tube to the point that it pinches it, and it, that's called a pinch flat. And when you get a pinch flat, it almost looks like, if you pull the tube out, sometimes it almost looks like a snake bite because there's two often little holes right next to each other. So some people refer to those as a snake bites as well. A little bit more common, like if you were to hit something hard on a road bike because the tire and the tube are so small, than a fat bike, but certainly something that can happen on a fat bike, it can happen on a mountain bike, any type of bicycle that has a tube, a pinch flat can happen. So that's another type. Once again, there's ways to prevent or reduce all of these. Another thing is a defect or a shift around your valve stem. So the valve stem is the part that comes out of your tube. That's where you put the air in and out. Let's say you had a burr around your rim right there and your tube shifted off to one side a little bit and your valve stem kind of gets crooked and at an angle, it could possibly cut it right there and let the air out. And that obviously is gonna cause a flat. So how do we prevent these different types of flats from happening? Let's start with the thorns again. There's a few things. Number one, I start with this one. I do recommend it for people that are looking for something to prevent flats. I've used it often in my own bikes. It doesn't work 100% of the time but it works much better than nothing, but different methods work for preventing different types of flats. So you got to know what kind of flats you're getting to know what can I do to prevent it. So slime is this green goo. There's other brands out there too, but you pump this green goo inside of your tube. It basically lives inside of there and coats the inside of your tube. And if a thorn, like a goat head, pokes through your tire and pokes through your tube and creates just a little tiny leak, which is usually what they do. And if you pull the thorn out, it's usually a bigger leak. (laughs) The thorn leaves a hole. That's where the air comes out. Well, this slime actually eases its way into that hole and then dries there. So basically it fills the hole, stops it, and it stops the leak. And slime is pretty effective for thorns. If you're getting small little pinhole style leaks, it works pretty well. Like I said, it may not be a hundred percent. You might get a thorn that's too big. If you start getting things like nails or a screw or something like that, then it usually just doesn't work. There's a limit to how big of a hole it will plug up. But it does work pretty well. So if your main concern or the main thing that's causing you problems is thorns or small little pinholes. I would try slime or something like slime first, and see how that goes. It's really easy to install. That's one of the reasons I like to try it first because you don't have to take the tire off, you don't have to take the wheel off the bike. You don't have to do any of that. You use a a tool that will usually come with the the bottles of slime, or you can buy a, a nicer one. but it's got a little plastic tool that's enough to pull the valve stem core out. You pump the slime in through through the valve stem that's now open. you put your valve core back in and then you pump your tire back up. So really easy to put in, just takes a few minutes. So that's number one. But it's not going to work against nails. Might work against a pinch flat or something like that. If your valve stem shifts to the side and actually gets cut. Unfortunately it's not going to work on that one at all. But there's certain things it can help with. Now what about the nails and the screws and things like that? Probably the next best thing and it's a little bit tougher but more of a pain to install is called a tire liner there's some different brands out there Uh, mr tuffy is probably the most popular one i've seen it looks like they've just updated the the style of liners they have a little bit to make them a little easier to install i haven't tried those yet but i might have to give it a shot basically it's this thin uh, polyurethane rubber and you got to take your wheel off and take your tire and everything off the bike but you put it inside your tire So it goes between the tire tread and your tube. So you have this extra layer of protection and it's pretty stretchy, but it's really tough. So you can take like a a nail or a screw or something and and push it against it. And, you know, if you pushed it against a a bicycle tube, it would pop pretty quickly. But against this material, it's pretty resistive and it, it tries to prevent it from going through. If something pushes hard enough, you can eventually get it to go through. But it works pretty good against, I would say, most thorns are not going to be able to penetrate the tire liners. Most nails and screws and little staples won't. If you get a big enough one, it can even punch through one of those, so it's not 100%, but it's an improvement for sure. So, slime is one thing, tire liners is another, and you can even do both of those. There's no reason why you can't. I have done both of those for customers before, and I've had them ride around for you know, a couple of years before they had a flat with that combination. Just a little bit of a pain to get those liners in there uh, and lined up properly the first time, at least in my experience. Now, a third thing you could do is different tires. I know that tires vary a lot. I had a local customer with a bike who was getting flats, and because of the goat heads around here uh, on his personal bike, and he changed to a different brand and style of tire, and then had much, much better success with where he was riding. So sometimes a different tire can work. The cost and quality of tire doesn't necessarily mean anything about its flat prevention capabilities. You have some tires might be expensive because they're extremely lightweight and supple, and they have really good rubber for a good traction. So they might be amazing for a downhill race, for example, but a downhill race on a track is not going to have any thorns on the track. It's going to be very well cleared and dirt. It's not going to have any nails in it. You know, some of those things that cause flats are not a concern in that case. So that tire is great for that purpose, but it's maybe not so great for just general riding on the street. So you can look at tires. There are some that are advertised as having a inner layer that's a little bit tougher and kind of a flat prevention device. I haven't tested any tires that prevent everything yet. You know, I'm always keeping my eyes open and taking a look at different things. But a different compound, different brand uh, is always worth a try. And there certainly are some tires that just do work better than others. So you can put slime in, you can do a different tire liner, and you can try just different tires all together. Now, another one is called Tannis Armor. This is a new one at least for fat tires. They haven't had them for smaller tires for a while. I actually have a set sitting here in my shop. I plan on doing a video with it. When we do a flat prevention type video, we're going to test these out, see what happens. But basically, this is like a solid rubbery foam core of sorts. And it's not a replacement for the air in your tube, which is what I like about it, but it's kind of a a supplement. So this is kind of like the tire liner where you put this piece in between your tire and the tube, but it's really, really thick. So the advantage is, whereas the tire liner is a thin piece, which is kind of tough, this is not nearly as tough, but it's much thicker. So let's say you have a half-inch nail that's super, super sharp. It's gonna go through anything, and it punches through your tire, punches through your tube, punches through your tire liner, punch through your slime, it's going to cause a flat, right? But if you have the armor that they call it, which is this thicker piece, and let's say it's three quarters or an inch thick, it doesn't matter. The nail that's half of an inch long simply can't go far enough to get to your tube. So that's kind of a cool design because it still gives you the air inside the tire, so you still get a good feel. At least that's what's advertised. I've yet to install them and try them. And like I said, I've got a set, I'm going to give it a shot, but I think that's a a good possible option and I think it might work well, but we're going to test it, try and poke some different things through a tire and see what happens with that. And now another option and the last one I've got on my list because this one is not something you can do on every bike. So it's not an option for everybody, but it's a good one if you have the option and that is just to go tubeless. Basically, that means that you have a special tubeless-ready tire and tubeless-ready rim. So the rim is designed to hold a tire and seat it firmly and hold air without having a tube in there at all. Now you might think, how is this better? Like, Aren't you just going to (laughs) get flats if something pokes through your tire? And when you have a tubeless setup, you do have a slime-like material. There's a Another brand called Stans that's very popular. There's others out there. But effectively, you have a sealant inside the tire to make sure that it's airtight. And that kind of works like the slime. If you get a small hole or something that's poked in, it's going to seal up that hole and you just keep on writing. Now, bigger stuff like nails and screws, you can still get a flat with. One of the advantages, in a way, is that you can always carry a spare tube and just put one in if you do get a flat. So, not terribly difficult to fix. There are some new products on the market that I'm really interested in that can plug a tubeless tire from the outside. So instead of taking everything off to fix a flat, you have this small little kit that's handheld and you basically can insert a plug into the tire, it stops the hole, pump it back up full of air and off you go. If those work well, that to me is revolutionary. And that is like the best thing because it's like, oh, I got a flat, no problem fix it from the outside, pump it back up, go on my way. I really like the sound of that. You know, I've heard mixed things about whether or not it works or not. I'm hopeful that somebody has that setup or that technology to where it's actually functioning now, but it's new enough, at least for me, that I don't know the answer to that. Now let's talk about pinch flats. Pinch flats, remember I talked about, was when you squish the tube to a certain point from hitting something really hard, that it pinches the tube. Well, if you don't have a tube, pinch flats cannot happen. (laughs) So, there is a way to 100% eliminate a pinch flat if you go tubeless, but you got to have the right tires and the right rims to do that. So, that's one of those things where it just doesn't work for everybody unless you pay a lot of money to upgrade your rims and tires. Unfortunately, not an easy option for everything. The Blackbird bike is one that we have now that comes with tubeless ready rims. The 26 inch version currently comes with tubeless ready tires. 24 inch was going to, but unfortunately, the manufacturer could not get us tires fast enough to meet the current production demand for the bikes, so we're still looking into that, trying to figure out what can we get for tubeless 24-inch tires to put on those bikes. But we're working on that for certain models. Uh, the only other model I've got right now that comes tubeless ready, meaning you could convert it to tubeless, is the Raptor, which is our full suspension mountain bike. So we have tubeless ready rims and tires on that one going forward, which is pretty awesome. So those are a few different options. Earlier I mentioned you could have a tube shift and your valve stem gets cut off by your rim. That should be something that you prevent in the initial setup if you're building your own bike or the manufacturer prevents in their setup, meaning they should be cleaning all the burrs off of your rim, putting on rim tape really nicely and everything, and then make sure when you're riding your bike that everything's really well seated as far as your tire and tube so that that can't happen but it's something that can, you know, sometimes there's things that are just unavoidable and they're really hard to prevent. But I want to make sure you have all the knowledge on what is out there. Now, what's coming? What's new? What's not here yet? What could be like the 100% completely flat proof idea? Uh, Some people mention or ask about solid tires. They do exist in certain sizes. I don't think there's any fat bike solid tires. I've never seen such a thing. But generally speaking, solid tires perform very poorly and they do not work well. So I don't have any recommendations whatsoever for solid tires that are any good, at least at this point in time. The next option is what they would call an airless tire. So it's not a solid tire, but there's no air in it. There's a few different brand names I've seen floating around the last few years. This is a new thing in development for cars. The only things I've seen it actually on like in production real life where you can buy a product and it has a wheel tire combination like this is lawnmowers and tractors. Uh, I don't think I've seen anything else. So instead of having a tire that's air filled, the tire is one piece all the way from the tread down to the wheel or the hub. And if you can imagine the spokes that are normally going outward, instead of being metal, those spokes that go outward are made of rubber. So you have this cushion effect that can be engineered based on the structure of the rubber. So it feels very much like a tire that's filled with air. It has some compression and some give to it for traction, but it bounces back. And because there's no air, if a nail goes in it or a thorn or anything, it doesn't matter. You can just pull it right out and you don't even have to pull it out. You can just keep going. And it would be really fascinating to me if this technology was available for bicycles. Uh, There's a couple of companies I've seen that have made prototypes. I've never seen anything actually, in my mind, production ready. Now, I've researched this a bit for two reasons. One is the fact that everybody would love to have a 100% flat-proof solution for bicycles, right? Like that just, (laughs) that makes sense. There's no reason nobody wouldn't want that. If we can get the same performance or even close to our normal tires, but not have to worry about flats, that's something that we would do. And uh, a different option, I'll jump back to this in a second, I mentioned earlier was about motorcycle tires being much thicker. I've even seen some people go as far as mounting motorcycle tires on their bicycles because there are certain motorcycle tires and bicycle rims that are actually the same size. They're compatible. I've got a few here to test that out myself because what I want to see is because they're so much heavier, how much performance do you lose? Because there's going to be a hit on performance and range. But for some, it's like, well, that's going to prevent most of the flats for a bike. So it's worth it. Now, if we could do one of these airless setups, I think that's an even better solution because you can have it be reasonably lightweight and make sense still. But like I said, it doesn't really exist. You can't actually buy it yet. However, there's a second reason in my mind this could make sense. And this is something I've talked about in past podcast episodes is U.S. manufacturing of bicycles. And I went through some of the challenges and some of the things that aren't made in the U.S. at all. Like if you wanted to buy 100% USA bicycle parts, there are a few things you cannot get. They just don't exist anymore. And one of those is tires. And the way that the industry is progressing, and I guess I should be more specific about the world, the way the world is progressing, additive manufacturing, which if you don't know what that means, think 3D printers or or other machines or devices that instead of forming something out of a material or cutting a material down uh, you're taking a raw material and you're building something up that could be plastic it could be metal it could be rubber there are more and more 3D printing technologies coming out all the time and that's kind of a a new hot topic uh, you hear it more about automotive things about 3D printed tires and I think one day soon we might get to the point where that is a reality that somebody's actually doing that for a mainstream production product. And I've found a company that makes a 3D printer that's that's not only large enough, but they've actually done some prototypes just in-house printing some bicycle tires that are this airless style tire. So in my mind, One of the easiest ways to manufacture a USA-made bicycle tire is to 3D print it because the infrastructure is much, much less than trying to set up this tire manufacturing facility. And with rubber, that's kind of complicated to deal with the fumes and the toxic parts and everything. Not to say that 3D printers don't have some of those same challenges, but I think it's greatly reduced with that type of manufacturing. So in my mind one of the things that could be done to create a better tire that's flat-proof and also a made-in-the-U.S. tire would be to 3D print a airless tire. So I know I'm getting off on the deep end. This isn't something you can buy yet. But don't be surprised if at some point in the future we do see it. I think someone might do that. Maybe I'm just crazy enough that I do it myself. But I think that would be... Really cool. I'm always looking at the future. What can we make happen? Push the limits. And that's something where I feel like, you know, I think the technology is so close. It might even be there. It might just take somebody crazy enough to just try and do it. (laughs) So we'll see what happens over the next few years. But that would be a really cool thing. I don't know of any airless tires that you can actually buy. But I'm going to keep my eyes on that space and see if anything does come up or if there's any opportunities to help that come up and make it happen. So I hope that this was helpful and valuable information. I wish there was a way to 100% guaranteed prevent all flats. And I don't know of one yet. If you want to get really crazy, you could probably put slime and tire liner and the Tannis armor and all those crazy things all together in one. Put it in a tubeless tire and you'd have something just overly complicated and ridiculous and maybe it would work. <laughs> but that's, that's the best we've got right now. And I don't want you to worry about flats either. I don't want you to take this episode as a way to think, oh, I can't go for a ride. I might get a flat and I can't have any fun Uh, because that's not true at all. You can have a ton of fun, not worry about it, and uh, just make sure that you carry some of the right tools. I've talked about that in other episodes and that's for another time, but just make sure you carry the basic tools. So in my mind, you can fix it and you have the hands-on capability to do it if you're up for that. Because. For me, that's a way to just not worry about it. I know I can go for a ride. If I get a flat, I'll fix it and I keep going. And it's not going to ruin my day. It's not going to ruin my fun. I want to make sure you have fun on your e-bike. If you don't have an e-bike yet, go to BoltonEbikes.com. Check out the bikes we have to offer. I know right now they are backordered like crazy and demand is insanely high. And we just don't have enough bikes to meet the demand. But we're going to slowly... Well, I shouldn't say slowly. We're not slowly doing anything. We're going to continue to rapidly increase the number of bikes that we're bringing in and having made so we can try to meet the demand. And I hope that one day soon we'll have bikes back in stock. At this point in time, I think bikes will continue to be sold out and even bicycle parts across the industry at least until the end of the year. So if you want to buy something that's in stock today, I just want to forewarn people that if you see something, you might want to snatch it up right away. And if you don't see something, back orders and pre-orders is the state of things today. Uh, and it's probably your best bet on getting an electric bike sooner than later. Otherwise, it could be a very long wait. I hope everything catches up. But I think with everything that's gone on, we're seeing a huge boost in electric bike sales, and it's not going to stop anytime soon. Thanks again for listening. If you're new here, make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. Sign up for my email newsletter for new episodes. We also send out those emails that tell you about bike giveaways that are going on. And uh, even though there's a shortage on bikes, we're still trying to do those as often as we can. Thanks again for listening. I do appreciate you for being here. And I hope that uh, we can have a chat like this again next week.